0: Well, 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 it looks like Stuff.co.nz has been caught with their pants down and they're wearing laundry day underwear, or something like that. I'm going to go into that in just one second, but first, welcome to the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast, commentary, comedy, and conversation. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe, and comment. And, yeah, any other good thing you can think of, that'd be fantastic. Okay, so what's the story coming out of New Zealand today? Well, actually, yesterday, but I missed it. Uh, Thanks to Family First... Where are we? There we are. Thanks to Family First New Zealand reporting this, I saw it because, well, Stuff don't really want to make it too big of a deal. And if you go to Stuff's website, they have to post about it they actually have to write a, a correction about it but it's one of those corrections where there's no bells and whistles this is just some words on a page and a headline and uh, it's actually uh, yeah, dated yesterday so I missed that completely came out very early in the morning according to this it came out at 5 a.m. in the morning I didn't see it in any of the major papers so when, where was this on the Dominion Post which is what stuff Owns and runs the Dominion, but the physical version of stuff, basically. Don't know where that would have been. Maybe on the back of page 23 in a small corner. Who knows? I don't know. I didn't see it. Just taking a guess. But um, So the Media Council has upheld a complaint against stuff from Bethlehem College. Now, you may have re- remembered the story from months ago. I covered a bit of it, but stuff were kind of on a bit of a warpath against Bethlehem College, if I can use that turn of phrase. And Family First says... Uh, Stuff have been busted for bias in their Bethlehem College coverage. Uh, You will see the coverage in the image that the claim was that these terrible things broke out. In other words, they happened. But Bethlehem College pushed back. They complained. So the headline uh, was death threats, violence and sexual shaming, allegations of abuse at Christian school. And the reporter had written... uh, what Family First just said, violence, death threats and verbal attacks targeted at a group of students who were showing support for the LGBT uh, community, uh, the the letter community, I'm not going to read all the letters, it's, uh, that's not diverse Matt, uh, I don't care, it's, it's too long and I'm tired, the community broke out, so I guess that's the specific complaint but Bethlehem College, the Christian high school, pushed back and they complained that the author does not appear to have spoken to anyone actually present or verified the statements. It was a breach of Stuff's Code of Ethics to report their allegations as, as if they were true and verified when they were false and unverified. The college was given no opportunity to comment before the article was published, and the college was, was offered no confirmation beyond an assurance by Stuff of the claims by uh, this particular reporter that hundreds of students had contacted him. Not the first time. This is from... Family First, not the first time the media have reported unsubstantial claims from this particular activist. I guess they're talking about the journalist. And the media council, the complaint was upheld by the media council. They said stuff and the reporter had been unfair and lacked balance by not seeking comment from the school that they were doing the hit job on. Uh, I added that very last bit says uh, the Family First man, guy, sorry I can't remember your name right at this instant. He calls it a hit job. Uh, Stuff had breached, bracket, not for the first time. Uh, Media Council Principle 1, Accuracy, Fairness and Balance, which states, Publications should be bound at all times by accuracy, fairness and balance and should not deliberately mislead or misinform readers by commission or omission. In articles of controversy or disagreement, a fair voice must be given to the opposition. Well done, yet again Bethlehem College, it's time we all started pushing back. On media bias yeah great stuff Bethlehem College because this was there was quite a few articles attacking them um back when was it It a couple of months ago but I did a few episodes on that as well and as I mentioned our stuff have had to release this little blurb on their website and also I guess in their paper the Dominion Post they say I won't read all of this but Uh, Stuff maintains the story was fair and balanced, but um, that it was updated over time as additional comment came in. The Media Council agreed the comments in the story were clearly attributed and accepts Stuff's statement that the claims were verified by the reporter. However, the Council considers Stuff ought to have given the College an opportunity to comment before the first version of the story was published. The story raised specific Specific and potentially shocking claims about the behaviour of one group of students at the college towards another group at the school and the college had an appropriate expectation of being asked for comment on the story's allegation in advance of publication. To do so was unfair. The later amendments following a public release by the school did not diffuse this. The complaints were upheld under Principle 1. So there you go, stuff being called out, but of course sort of being dampened down. This is one of those things where a story comes out about somebody and the, the damage is done just by the headline alone. And this is what we are seeing with things like um, the freedom movement here. So the freedom movement is being associated with the far right. And of course, well, the far right is uh, aligned or associated with white supremacy and Nazism in people's minds. And then on top of that they're using particular weird people that they'll find or extreme characters and they'll associate that with the freedom movement as well so you've got this sort of far-right rhetoric and not your normal everyday citizens that are standing up for freedom or believe in freedom and this is what this is what they do they associate an idea with something that we know is is bad and well I'll just play this this um thanks to uh, Cosima who posted this this is G. Edward Griffin who you might know as the author of The Creature from Jekyll Island and uh who Wikipedia calls a conspiracy theorist so he's probably a good man (laughs) uh G. Edward Griffin is an American author filmmaker and conspiracy theorist His writings promote a number of right-wing views and conspiracy theories regarding various of his political defense and health care interests. So there you go. I believe he's also the one that interviewed uh, Yuri Besmanov, the former KGB spy who defected and warned about the communist tactics and how the communists were taking over. So anyway, listen to this from Edward Griffin. This is from the video uh, The Communist Takeover uh, 1969 lecture.
1: 1943, the following directive was issued from party headquarters to all communists in the United States. It read, When certain obstructionists become too irritating, label them after suitable buildups as fascist or Nazi or anti-Semitic and use the prestige of anti-fascist tolerance organizations to discredit them. In the public mind, constantly associate those who oppose us with those names which already a bad smell the association will after enough repetition become fact in the public mind
0: so there you go and this is what we are we are seeing everywhere and that's why there was a a kind of an explosion of the using the term online of calling people nazis and far right and white supremacists and they did the same thing to obviously trump and people that supported him and as um griffin says there that is a tactic of the communists now speaking of communists (laughs) over to the to the wef because i wanted to quickly report on this story the the finland the finnish prime minister she's obviously been in the news recently and i didn't really care about it dancing and doing whatever she's been doing in clubs and i don't know i don't know what's going on in finland but what really peaked or piked? What do you reckon peaked? What really piked my interest? We'll Got piked. What really piked my interest? It doesn't sound right, but anyway, was an image that came out—a photo of the Finnish prime minister with Klaus Schwab in the WEF. And so I went to the World Economic Forum website and looked her up. And of course, yeah, there she is, Finland, also part of the club. Incredible. And it says on the World Economic Forum website, Sana Marin, or Marin, Prime Minister of Finland, Office of the Prime Minister of Finland, the first in her family to attend university. Sana Marin became the youngest Prime Minister in Finnish history. Well, it sounds very Jacinda Ardern like. Um, And the world's youngest female state leader. So she must have beaten Ardern's record. I'm, I'm not sure on that, but anyway. She has encouraged new approaches to the future of work, social services and gender equity in her country and the world. So it seems like the WF has also infiltrated, using Klaus's words, infiltrated Finland. But she, funnily, weirdly, she looks like a younger version of Ardern. And then um, Cosima also posted, thanks to Cosima, you've, you've been on fire today with your social media posts. Cosima also posted, uh, I think it's Tumas, Tumas, it's not Thomas, but it's Tumas um, Malinen. some of these Scandinavian names, uh, they're tough, he is a forecaster, associate professor of economics, entrepreneur and columnist, and he reports on things or writes on things or has opinions on things regarding the world economy, China, Euro, central banks, uh, economic crisis and sometimes politics but he's you know he's got about 40 just over 40,000 followers and not a nobody anyway he put an update from finland electricity suppliers are increasing their prices 10 to 12 fold for now small businesses are already collapsing and households and larger corporations are likely to follow in the coming months are you absolutely sure that we are winning quote unquote winning and well thomas i think Probably the WEF uh maybe has a solution for that. I mean just just go green, mate. You'll be fine. Put a few solar panels up. And just all these small businesses should invest in solar panels and they'll be fine. Don't worry about it. You'll be good. But in all seriousness that is pretty scary for Finland. And then again, Cosima, thank you. She posted um from she posted out of Leicester, which I also posted on Instagram. This lady says, "My mum owns a small cafe in Leicester. Her electricity bill has just jumped from from ten thousand pounds, which is about twelve thousand US a year, to fifty five thousand or sixty four thousand US dollars a year. She is working out her options, but more than likely she will be forced to close. Now, of course, I haven't verified that story or source, but um, I am seeing other posts about similar things. And uh, as we know, there is an Energy crisis, not a climate crisis, an energy crisis in places like Germany, which for the most part was their own doing and now has been taken advantage of by various countries, nations, and organizations. Well, nations is the same thing as a country. You know what I mean. And lastly, for today, I just wanted to cover something that's happening in New Zealand. So there was came out yesterday that the government were planning on a tax grab from New Zealanders' KiwiSaver funds using um gst basically goods and services tax which the kiwi saver is basically what we sign up to when we work and our employer matches our percent or you, you know come up with agreement with your employer and it goes into a fund that you can either manage yourself through various it gets a little bit complicated or you can just have it automatically done by a provider and you can set if you want to be aggressive with your approach or or not there's various scales you know you can whatever it's just money for your retirement that you invest into things like the stock market and bonds and maybe property and things like that anyway the government was going after that and it, the story broke yesterday that they were going to go after more um, tax from us and after <laughs> borrowing and printing billions and billions of dollars and with our inflation number through the roof the government and the socialist government let's be fair doing from a socialist background again I have to be a little bit careful with, with my language in my opinion the socialist government has run out of other people's money, so this is what. So I'm, I'm wondering now what they're going to do because now today's headline is government abandons KiwiSaver GST service fees tax grab. Uh, Revenue Minister David Parker says the reversal came after the policy caused concern for Kiwis. Yeah, yeah, and I think it would have been the absolute death nail for your, um, the, for for Labor and being re-elected next year, possibly being re-elected next year. So apparently that's on the scrap heap, but I'm wondering what they've got planned now because they're doing these sorts of things in underhanded ways and trying to trying to push it in a... They, they need more money, let's be fair. They need more money and they have to raise it somehow. So I just wonder what comes next. It's something to keep an eye on. Now, speaking of socialism... I want to end it with this from G. Edward Griffin because I think there's still a lot of confusion about socialism and what it is and it's still associated with kindness and fairness and equity, especially in New Zealand. It's crazy because that is considered the kind side and the alt-right, far-right, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, are the evil, the bad side, which is now being associated with freedom, so they put him mixing that up with freedom, as I mentioned, whereas the socialist side is being mixed up with kindness, fairness. And you see how this works? It's very, very clever. So I want to end with this quote from, uh, for this part of the video from uh, G. Wood Griffin. Here we go.
1: Quiet conversion of our government into a communist regime, but under the banner of socialism. Well, what is socialism? All right, let's define it. According to the dictionary, socialism is a political concept based upon the principle of government ownership and control of property, the means of production, and the avenues of commerce. Under socialism, those who run the government, and the communists are confident that in America they eventually will be the ones who do so, those who run the government will know who is to get something and who has to wait, and that represents control
0: over human beings. Uh, There you go, and he goes on to say the building of socialism is the communist revolution. He's specifically talking about the US here and warning the United States back in the 60s, but this applies worldwide and was creeping into all the so-called free west worldwide back then and you could certainly argue a lot of the countries have fallen, although are unaware as of yet that that's where they have gone and I don't think there's uh, a lot of good things coming from that in the future, but uh, I think New Zealand's well on the path, but it's going to be very interesting to see the political pushback next year because you know this country has been radically transformed over the last sort of six or seven years, sort of the last decade. It's, it's completely changed. It's not what I remember it at all, and it's the creeping of socialism which has ramped up ever since the pandemic. Okay, I'm going to leave it there. I know so covered three stories, not too bad, huh? A little bit, little bit messy today again. Sorry, but I've, I've got to go. I've got a three kg leg of lamb to roast, and that takes a bit of time. So I got to get that, get that in the oven, get that in the oven. And oh, here's a tip actually. Before I go, is when you're roasting a leg of lamb, what you what you want to do? So you go out, you know, to the sheep, and. You take one leg, okay, now you you fix him up, you tidy him up, and you let him on his way back into the field that way you can keep your sheep fresher for longer. yes, he has three legs, but he can still hobble around and eat the grass and get the sunshine, and it just keeps your meat fresher for longer it's an absolutely brilliant tip, of course, when you come to take another leg, you might need to put wheels on him, probably take. The legs from the front or the back you've got to be probably from the back first take them from the back first put wheels on the back of the sheep so he can still get around the paddock get a nice bit of exercise you don't want to you know don't put him in a huge field because otherwise he'll he'll be hobbling around everywhere and probably toughen him up a little bit too much muscle but uh, once you take that the third leg then and that's not a euphemism once you take that third leg an actual leg then he's got one leg left and so you kind of just really need to sit him down somewhere for a while, have the food there. He's out in the sunshine, he's fine. And then once you take the, the fourth leg, he really needs to just be sitting in the hay, in a nice, you know, with the water around, he's got everything he needs. Or she, I don't discriminate. It's, I mean, it's a sheep, probably a she. And he's got everything he needs. And then you're keeping the rest of the meat ready and you can still take the wool to use. So, and then from there, it's, you know... Once you start taking other bits of meat, it's it's basically over for the sheep. But uh, just some tips, some cooking tips with Matt J on the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast. Commentary, comedy, conversation. Please remember to like, share, subscribe, and comment. And I am going to talk to you, good fine people, tomorrow.